Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is so great to see your wonderful face today. Whether you are new here or you've been here a while, you've been here since the first episode, I don't know. But no matter what, thank you so much for being here. It is amazing to share this space with you and just get to spend a part of our day together focusing on super, super high vibrational things. So today's episode is actually one that I did a poll for on Instagram again, I really like to talk about the things you guys want to hear. It's important to me that my topics stay relevant and that they're things that actually apply to your life and things that you're actually curious about and wondering about. So I've started doing these polls on the Instagram to kind of figure out which topics are really wanted and which topics you guys could pass on. So if you're not following the Instagram already, make sure you are. It's at wishyouwell podcast on Instagram. Also, if you haven't checked out the website since we launched it, please do. I put a lot of work into it and I love the way that it turned out. It is a website, blog. There's a tab for my fundraiser. There's a tab for community. There's a tab for the podcast, all kinds of stuff. And that is at, or not at, it is a havenforwellness.com, a havenforwellness.com. That is the website. It launched, I think about three weeks ago now, three or four weeks ago. And yeah, it will be awesome to have some more unique viewers. So if you haven't checked that out, give it a peek. So I did a little poll on Instagram a few days ago and I said, here are four topics. Which one would you guys like to hear me do a podcast on Thursday? And the results were pretty unanimous. I think the other three options got two votes each and then this option got 11 votes each. So I hear you guys, I hear what you're wanting, and that's what I want to give you. So today's episode is going to be over why and how I romanticize my mornings. Why I started doing that, how I do that, what the hell it means to romanticize your morning, why you should do it, all of that stuff we're going to get into. So if you're on your morning drive to work, get comfortable, grab your Starbucks. If you are just chilling at home, Get comfy, get your fuzzy socks on, and let's get into this. I want to teach you all about how to make the most of your mornings and really romanticize them so that you can enjoy them to the fullest in complete, like, guilt-free, just self-care bliss. So, yeah, let's, let's get straight into it, guys. All right, so this concept of romanticizing your life, or specifically today we're going to talk about romanticizing your morning routine, romanticizing your mornings. What does that mean? What is romanticizing? Romanticizing is making your life feel like a freaking movie, just doing those things, going the extra mile so that your life feels just really full and blissful and luxurious and all of the good things, right? Romanticizing is making your life just feel really freaking good or look really good. I don't know, both. 
So why did I start making it a priority to romanticize my mornings? Why did I decide that I wanted to take time every single night to prepare for the next morning? What made that feel worthwhile? Well, for me, mornings are such a tone setter for my day. How my morning goes generally dictates how the rest of my day is going to feel on my nervous system, on my mind. And so it's really important for me to start the day how I want the day to go. So if I want to have a relaxing, calm day, I need to start it that way. If I want to have a productive, invigorating day, I like to start it that way. I like to start it with a little piece, but then get my heart rate up or, you know, however I can. So I decided that it needed to become a priority in my life for me to romanticize my mornings, make them special, make them ritual, just so I could always start my day from that place of abundance instead of starting my day from the place I was starting it, which was waking up late, not having time to eat, not even brushing my teeth, like running out the door, starting from a place of serious lack and just being behind and out of it was not serving me. So I decided that this was something I really needed to like direct energy toward and that was creating romanticized, just like epic ritual mornings. The reason you should romanticize your mornings is because it sets the pace for your entire day. So do you want to set the pace for your day as stressful and distracted and running behind and loud and noisy? Or do you want to start it slow paced and blissful and dreamy and planned out and not distracted and dedicated to yourself? When you romanticize your morning, when you make it a special ritual, you're showing yourself, I think you deserve this. I think that you deserve a nice morning where you take time to do special things for yourself and do special rituals because they make you feel good. Even if they add some time onto your morning routine, who cares? Because you feel amazing and you're doing things for your body and for your mind. So this brings me to my very first tip. My first tip for romanticizing your morning is to engage the five senses. So I want you to think sight, smell, sound, touch, and taste. For sight, you could do something like buying a beautiful bouquet of flowers and having them sitting in a vase right near your bed. So you wake up and you just see these beautiful flowers and you're like, wow, I have so much for appreciation for myself. I bought myself flowers. Or maybe you're going to have like a big poster on the wall that inspires you or a vision board that you created just something you can see that's going to motivate you for the day next you have smell so this could be incense i love to light incense when i start my day or candles if i'm in the bathtub there are candles lit if i'm reading in my living room there is incense lit if i am working out incense like i always have some kind of smell because it just adds to the experience and it helps me feel more present and more in my body and more alive when I can smell something super delicious just like burning in the corner. It's awesome. So smell is a big one for romanticizing your morning. Picking something you like, like if you know you hate certain candles, don't do that, right? Do the one that smells good to you. Do what makes your nose do the happy dance. Then you'll have sound, which I think is the most important sense to engage. Um, Well, I shouldn't say that, but one of the more important senses to engage first thing in the morning is sound. And this can look a ton of ways. You can actually utilize lack of sound and you can sit in the silence with your thoughts and meditate. 
This is really good for helping us determine what thoughts are ours versus others. When we start our day scrolling through our phone, we're filling our mind with other people's opinions, other people's vacations, other people's relationship problems, just whatever we're reading about that day online. Like you start your day, you're reading about Kim and Kanye's breakup. Like, like what signal is that sending to your brain? You know what I mean? It's saying like, this is priority, not my life, not what's going on for me, but this celebrity gossip is my priority. But yeah, so <laughs> sorry, getting off track. Um, sound is a very, very strong way to romanticize your morning. And you can go the quiet route. You can do the meditation, the quiet, or if you're like me, that's hard for you and you're going to want some sound on your side. So this could be some lo-fi music, some really chill hip-hop, like with no lyrics, just some relaxing beats, or maybe if you need to be energetic, this can be some fun music, some like EDM, some house music that you just turn on and you blast. Or maybe you just want to put on the sounds of like birds chirping or waves crashing or just whatever sounds calming and peaceful to you and helps you feel just like present. That's what you want to listen to. Um, and you can combine these senses too. That's the best part. A romantic morning for myself, a romanticized morning. It looks like I have incense and a candle burning. I have some chill lo-fi music on. I can see my vision board. For touch, I have soft blankets all around. I love soft blankets and I also love my robe. So I put on my smooth, comfy, soft robe. I sit on my cozy blanket and that's where I do my journaling and my intentions and my podcast listening first thing in the morning is somewhere super comfy that just really engages my touch sense because it feels so warm and it feels so soft. And then the last of the five senses, I think we're on the last one, yes, is taste. And so this one also you can have some fun with. I mean, taste, you can make yourself a delicious breakfast. You could have some really, really fresh fruit if you want to wake yourself up. Some pineapple always makes me feel really invigorated and refreshed. Or some mango just kind of wakes me up. Or if you want to just like not do the food thing, you can have a smoothie or a really strong coffee or just something that kind of not necessarily shocks your taste buds, but like lets them know you're here. Like, hey, wake up. Like, this is your double shot espresso or you know, whatever it is for you, a Bloody Mary. I don't know. Maybe you work from home. I'm not one to judge. So if you want to engage your senses to romanticize your morning, you'll want to do sight, smell, sound, touch, or taste, or a combination of the above, because a combination is always great. Engage as many of those senses as you can to really make your morning special. And that brings me to my second tip, which is treat your day like it's a celebration. Like, don't be stingy. It's your morning. Like go and get that coffee that's an extra $2 if you can afford it because that's going to make you feel good and that's going to motivate you. And take that extra 15 minutes to sit and read in your car or to sit and listen to that podcast that really inspires you. Take that extra time. Show yourself and show the universe with your actions that you believe that you are deserving of extra time and of attention to your morning and how it feels and giving yourself, you know, a great start to your day and a great basis to go off for the rest of the 24 hours. 
Another tip that I have is kind of touching back on something, but it's eliminating distractions. So not really having your phone close by for the first 30 minutes to one hour that you're awake, not answering emails, not putting on the TV if you can help it, stuff like that to just help you stay present and not just get sucked into distractions. Because I have found the hard way, I've realized this, if I wake up in the morning and I immediately check my phone, it is a rabbit hole. I wish that I was someone who could just look at my phone and be like, oh, hey, some message is cool, but I'm not, okay? If I get on my phone, I am checking freaking email, I'm checking Facebook, checking Pinterest, I'm checking my like college email address that doesn't work anymore, I'm checking my freaking bank account, I'm checking my farm bill from 2011. Listen to me, I cannot like impulse control when it comes to my phone. But guess what? That's science. A lot of us are addicted to our phones and there's so much science backing why we feel like we can't get off of it and why it feels like a rabbit hole. It's like this dopamine uh, chase, like a dopamine hunt. But I'm getting a little bit off topic. Um, The point I'm making here is to eliminate distractions. Your morning I'm sorry, I had to stop recording for a second because you could hear the dog I'm babysitting drinking her water in the background. And I'm sure you guys would love to hear that, but probably not right now. Um, So yeah, eliminate distractions. Your morning is your time to set the pace for your day. So don't be so busy trying to help other people and answer other emails and doing stuff like that in the morning that you forget who matters most and whose day you need to set the pace for and the tone for and the intentions for. So I always say eliminate distractions and cut out some time for your morning routine. I used to be somebody who would wake up 10 minutes, 20 minutes before I have to leave the house and I would just kind of roll out of bed, wouldn't really be put together, would be feeling kind of rushed. And honestly, it felt like shit, you guys. And I kind of made these changes and then I really made them recently. I stopped like half making these changes and fully stepped into them and it feels so much different. I have 45 minutes that I dedicate to my morning routine. I light my candles and my incense. I usually will take a slow bath or I'll take a shower and turn it on cold to wake myself up. I'll have my blankets for touch. For taste, I'll have something delicious to eat or maybe just a good drink. Um... And yeah, I will eliminate all of the distractions. I have a safe that I bought. I I can't believe I have to say that, but it's 2022. It's probably normal. I have a safe I bought for my phone. I think I talked about this in another episode very briefly, but basically it's for people who work from home so that we're able to limit our screen time outside of work. So I will put my phone into the case while I'm doing work, while I'm doing yoga, while I'm journaling, whatever. I'll put it in for an hour, set the timer, lock it, and then an hour later it unlocks. Um, So honestly, it's a really, really good tool, and I recommend it with all of my heart. Um, It's called a phone safe. You can find them everywhere, but it has been really, really helpful for me because I don't really have a ton of impulse control. Like It's hard for me to stop with my phone, but I don't want that to be the reason that I don't accomplish all the things I want to accomplish in this life. I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, oh, I didn't do all of the things I wanted to do because I couldn't get off my damn phone. So I just spent the money, invested the money, got the phone safe, and it's been helping me a lot. I put my phone in it for just a few hours a day, but it makes such a difference. It helps me be more present when I'm with people. It helps me be more present with my work from my phone, and yeah. So if you don't have a phone safe and you struggle with that, that could be something to look into. 
All right, and this next tip is straight from a book that I've recommended to you guys several times. Actually, my very first episode of this podcast, I recommended this book to you because I had just finished rereading it for the second or third time. It's called Atomic Habits. It's really freaking good. If you haven't read it yet, I definitely recommend that you get around to it. If you are somebody who wants to create healthier habits in your life or even just wants to slow down on the bad habits, this book is a must read. It has a very, very transformative kind of view on habit setting and helped me a ton. But the lesson that I'm going to share with you guys from that book today is if you want your habit to stick, you need to make it a few things. You need to make it easy, like accessible. You need to make it attractive. Looks good. And we need to make it rewarding. There's a payout. It somehow is rewarding. These are the things we need to make a habit stick. If a habit is easy, we are more likely to repeat it. If a habit is attractive, we're more likely to pick that over other habits. And if it's rewarding, we are more likely to keep coming back and reaffirming that positive or healthy behavior. So for example, if the habit that you are trying to implement is something like getting 15, 20 minutes of movement a day, if you wanna make it easy, You need to put your yoga mat right next to your bed or specifically carve out time for the gym or get an accountability fitness partner who goes to yoga with you or put your gym shoes right next to the bed so you see them first thing in the morning. You just have to make it very, very visible and very, very accessible. You make it easy because the more easy it is, the more likely you are going to be to repeat that. We want it to feel natural. If a habit feels out of routine, which it's going to, It's harder for us to want to do it, but if we can make it feel like it's just part of our day, we just see the yoga mat, oh, okay, it's time to do my 15 minutes of movement. So you make it easy, you make it attractive, you make it rewarding, you make it all the good things. And then for the bad habits, you can read more about this within the book Atomic Habits, but for bad habits, you want to make them unattractive and difficult and whatever the opposite of rewarding is, like not good. Um, definitely jump into that book if you want to hear more about this though. So now we've made it to my final tip for romanticizing your morning and that is to just take time to follow your bliss. What feels like bliss to you? Like get really, really honest with yourself. I want you, if you're listening to this, to journal this week and just get so, so open about what your bliss is. What feels good? What feels relaxing? What feels invigorating? What feels like aligned with the way that you want to feel throughout your day figure out what that is for you for you it could be taking 30 minutes for an amazing bubble bath where you have like a glass of orange juice a mimosa and a book in hand and it's just like 30 uninterrupted minutes of you time or maybe for you it is just like taking a jog or getting a little movement in because it feels good to you or You know, maybe you just want a simple romanticized morning where there are candles lit and you're in your cozy robe and you just did your skincare and your skin feels amazing and the window's open and it's blowing and you have your music playing and your pet's hanging out and yeah, it's just the morning that you created. It's not a morning that you woke up and like it just happened to you. It's like the morning you actually designed for yourself and that's what makes it feel so good when you romanticize your morning. It's like, oh yes this beautiful little vibe. I created this. I made this vibe. I believe that when we take time to romanticize our mornings, it's sending a big signal to our entire body and to our mind saying, yeah, I deserve this. 
I deserve to put freaking rose petals in my bathtub and then do a foot mask after. I deserve to eat this delicious avocado toast and fresh fruit salad that I made. I deserve to put on my comfy, cozy robe, step outside, feel the breeze on my skin, eat in the sunshine, journal, not text back anybody yet, and just soak up my morning and make it special. And stop at Starbucks and get the freaking expensive frappe you like or whatever it is, you know? So this week, I challenge you to romanticize one of your mornings, any of them, and I just challenge you to make it special for you. Like, take time the night before and journal all about what a romanticized morning looks like to you. What a very blissful, enjoyable, happy morning looks like to you and journal specifically on what your bliss is so you're able to incorporate that and implement that into your mornings Um, don't forget to follow the tips that you learned in this episode engage the five senses when you're romanticizing your morning eliminate distractions make it easy attractive and rewarding and take time for your bliss and to discover your bliss so that you can truly truly like let that bliss flow into your life freely. Thank you guys for being here. As always, it is amazing to share this space with you and spend some time together. In the meantime, make sure you are keeping up with us on Instagram and make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon or wherever you may be listening. Thank you again. Love you so much and have the best week. See you soon.